With us today is former Congressman Anthony Weiner, also almost mayor and uh, WABC host. Anthony, good morning. How are you this Sunday morning? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, tell us, uh, you're very, very smart in so many areas. What area do you want to cover this Sunday morning? Well, this was an interesting week. This was the week that NATO got together, and uh, it's when the war had started in in Ukraine. It, the 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 NATO uh, the NATO meeting was like, heck, well, what's going to happen here now? A, a year and a half later, you can argue that NATO has never been stronger, and that's ultimately a very good thing for the United States of America. You know, there is a fringe of the left and a fringe of the right that doesn't have a lot of confidence in what we're doing there in in Ukraine. But NATO, thirty one nations that are in a defensive posture. You know, a lot of my colleagues used to complain when we were in Washington, you know, we should be um, we should be in a position where we get other countries to do more of the lifting. So we in the United States and the U.S. taxpayer doesn't have to do everything. We'll hear NATO has never been stronger. Two new countries, Finland and Sweden, get accepted into NATO, which is good news because Turkey had been an obstacle. And the other countries are really stepping up in a way that is ultimately good for the United States of America. And, you know, you can make this argument. I think it was... Former Vice President Pence made this argument today. He said that at the beginning of the war, Russia was the second most powerful military in the world, and today they are the second most powerful military in the Ukraine, um, meaning that, that we have found a way to have one of our real geogra- ge- uh, geopolitical rivals has really struggled, and it's because we've all cooperated under the NATO umbrella. And that's ultimately a very good thing. You know, when people complain about the challenges that the United States faces. And even my friends on the right who talk about America first, let's keep our resources here locally. Let's not get now, involved overseas. The United States made a deal, it looks like, with the Turkish uh, government uh, and uh, to allow Sweden to go into uh, uh, NATO. And, uh, you know, uh, we're friends with everybody, and, uh, and uh, uh, Turkey is a member of, the, uh, of NATO. Uh, but they always uh, ask for something to be back. Uh, we heard, and it's not confirmed, uh, that uh, Turkey would like to have uh, EC membership that they may or may not get. But if they can't get membership, they I think they've asked for the ability for Turkish citizens to go into uh, European community countries without a visa. Yeah, so Erdogan had already made, has always made this connection, you know, as a negotiating point. We want to be in the EU, and so we're going to slow down any expansion of NATO, including Sweden and Finland. They were more concerned about Sweden, um, so long as, as they were held up from getting into the EU. And, and, the, and the NATO na- nation said, listen, that's not the way we roll. We, we're not going to link these two things. And, and Turkey has some concern. You know, the EU has some concerns with Turkey. But I think it's a, it was another great victory for the U.S., the United States of America and for NATO that that Turkey basically gave in and they they acceded to permitting Sweden in Sweden had to make some minor changes you know the the Turks are concerned about you know the, the, the Turks as as a Muslim nation they are concerned about the rise of some challenges that they saw to, to uh, Muslim citizens in Sweden that all got resolved and so now if 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 Putin thought that this was going to weaken NATO NATO's resolve he found out quite the opposite and now after the war uh, has, has begun. We've added two new members. I don't believe that Turkey is going to get into the EU very quickly, but I think the United States should get some credit here for getting Erdogan to agree um, so that now the 31 nations have been able to speak with one voice. 
Understood. Uh, what else would you like to talk about? Well, you know, in, in the while that's pretty far afield here in, in New York City, we're starting to see some signs that, you know, the inflation rate is coming down, and now finally a little bit. Rents are starting to soften a little bit on the residential side, but what we really need to do, John, is we really need to figure out ways to incentivize some of these B office buildings, not the fancy ones that have the super high rent, but the ones that are kind of in Midtown that are the backbone of our real estate economy, to get some of those employers to have their workers come back. Um, I know it's a heavy lift. There are a lot of younger workers who don't know anything but remote work, but until we get those those um, those office buildings back filled up, and I think that we should figure out ways to offer some incentives to get them back, but first and foremost, the thing that's going to bring them back is lower crime and a sense of safety, and I think the numbers are going in the right direction, um, but until we can resolve that, we start to get tourism back. We've got, Obviously, the markets are doing pretty well, but that real estate is still a challenge. Anthony Weiner, I agree with you, uh, but I don't want to give up just yet. Uh, but when I spoke to Governor Hochul last week, uh, she didn't believe that crime was as bad as uh, we're living it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also uh, uh, Mayor uh, Adams, uh, who I support, uh, yesterday in the last couple of days was saying uh, that uh, uh, he's blaming the media on the crime. And it's not, you know, the media, you know, it's not the media's fault. It's somebody's pulling the trigger and they're not going to jail for it. Well, there is, you know, we, we, you, you talk about this in economic terms, this idea of leading and trailing indicators. Crime, the statistics are hopefully a leading indicator of where, the, where people are going to start to feel. But it never happens quickly. You know, both things can be true, John, that, that crime is coming down, but that people don't feel it. I think that there is this sensibility that, that all mayors complain about. Rudy Giuliani complained about it when crime started coming down. If you look at the two-year mark of the Rudy Giuliani administration, crime had started to come down after years of going up, but people were still saying it was, the, it was a, an unsafe city to live in. It takes a little while. I think that the mayor and the governor have to understand that there are two different things. You can look at all the numbers in a chart that you want, but it's part of their job using the bully pulpit and using places like, like 77 WABC Radio to get the message out. If they want people to believe that things are changing, it's more than just statistics on a page that's going to do that. Anthony Weiner, I wish you would have been mayor. <laughs> you know why? We would have saved the eight years of Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio, I like him. He's a good guy, but... He didn't do a good job for our city. I think you would have done a better job. Well, you can put that on my tombstone. Anthony Weiner, good guy, but he gave us eight years of de Blasio. That's what you did. <laughs> Thank you much, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thanks, John.